five, four, three, two, one. We got Chelsea Gold in the Landy Lodge today. <laughs> Chelsea Gold, how are we doing? I'm good. I'm really full. We just had lunch. Just went to Fireside <laughs> Deli. Small little shout out. And um, I'm happy to be here. Hell yeah. Well, tell, uh, tell everybody listening a little bit about yourself. You just became a, what, a fully fledged registered dietitian? Yeah, licensed registered dietitian in the state of New York. All right. Well, what did you have to do to be, what, what does that entail, becoming a licensed dietitian? What kind of schooling does mm-hmm. that require? Were there any sort of certifications you had to get? Yeah. So wrap that a little bit. Schooling, you need um, certain undergrad undergraduate requirements like um, a bachelor's degree in nutrition dietetics through a program that is associated with the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. So not every school that has a nutrition program will equate to the path you need to be on to be a registered dietitian. There is only one on Long Island. And which school was that? Long Island University Post. Cool. Um, yeah, they were good. They uh, a lot of very educated, well-known registered dietitians were my teachers, and I went for two years because I have another bachelor's degree in something else, so I had prerequisites already finished, which was really nice. So I did that for two years, and then you have to get into a very competitive dietetic internship where you pay to work for free, um, and they can be very expensive, and it's very competitive. It's a matching program, so like you apply to whatever ones you want and you rank them and then they rank you so you match which with, with, with whichever one ranks you at the same place luckily wow. yeah so yeah. it's very common not to get a dietetic internship especially your first time applying luckily i did there you go um ooh, i um applied i got in and i just completed my dietetic internship where I went around in all different aspects of nutrition dietetics and everywhere from like clinical in a hospital to um, like women, infant and children, WIC um, to like private practice. And um, I finished that in June. And then you take the RD exam, which is a very hard exam to pass. Um, Basically, Every question is ranked differently. You have no idea what it's really on. Well, what are some of the things you're being questioned on? Like, what's on the RD exam? What is what is just paint a broad picture of what some of the required mm-hmm. knowledge is to be a registered dietitian? So, knowing the medical nutritional therapy that you would do for specific diseases, mm-hmm. um, how certain medications interact with certain foods. Um, certain vitamins and minerals, what are sources of them, what happens if you have a deficiency or a toxicity of them. You really have to know the nitty-gritty of everything. So from what what I'm trying to understand is you're basically learning how to cater to certain individuals' needs. Individuals who may have an autoimmune disorder, uh, certain individuals who, I don't know, maybe their metabolism is faster than the average rate. Is Mm -hmm. it things along those lines? You're kind of just learning how to apply certain... Uh, diets or nutritional aspects to people with different kinds of deficiencies? Yes and no. So um, really what they teach you is more of the mainstream Western medicine Mm -hmm. aspect of it. So you do a lot in the clinical sphere in hospitals where you'll see people who are diabetic, who have heart disease or high blood pressure or who have gastro issues. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily like autoimmune disease is now becoming a really big thing but that's not really western medicine so the functional part of it or the holistic part of it is um not (laughs) not really taught unfortunately but they are starting to grow and understand that people have autoimmune diseases and Mm -hmm. want to live a more holistic lifestyle so they are dabbling in it but it's not like something we learn okay now, I definitely want to take us back a little bit now that we've pretty much established where you are modern day. What would you say was the catalyst to you wanting to go down this road and become a registered dietitian? Mm-hmm. So I started a food blog um, where I took pictures. I developed recipes for a certain diet that I was following at that time. And I had a lot of people with autoimmune diseases coming to me asking me for dietary advice because I was a growing blog. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of views. I had a lot of Instagram following. And they um, came to me for advice. And I didn't feel like I was educated enough because all I was doing was Googling Mm -hmm. until I came across whatever a registered dietitian was. I didn't know. 
And I was like, ooh, I should totally do that because then I can legally help people and then I can learn more about other things other than autoimmune diseases. Um, well, I did that and I didn't learn any really anything about autoimmune diseases, but a lot more about all the other aspects. Well, I think it's fairly noble of you because I'm sure there's a, a plethora of different kinds of people on the internet who obtain some kind of following and then kind of apply sort of a I know everything sort of attitude to it. But I, I commend you for having the self-awareness to know like, hey, these people are coming to me for legitimate help and all I'm doing is Googling. Mm -hmm. So good for you uh, going to school, getting your knowledge in order, getting your degree in order, getting that. So what is the title for like I saw I saw on Instagram you posted <laughs> it was like MS or you're an official. So I have my master. Well, I have my master's. I graduate with my master's in December. So I right. have my master's. I finished all the coursework. Mm -hmm. I'm done with it. Um, so I'm Chelsea Gold, MS in December, RD, registered dietitian. Mm -hmm. And then once I like pay my licensure dues, I'll mm -hmm. be CDN. Awesome. Certified dietetic, dietitian, nutritionist, something mm -hmm. like that. I don't know what it means. <laughs> Fair enough. But it's letters. Yeah. Well, I've seen, I've seen you, you know, you, this is something you've been doing for years and I've been following your content for a very long time. Uh, I've seen it grow and I've seen it change. Um, what do you see for the future for Chelsea Gold Nutrition? Which, by the way, before you continue, where can the listeners find you? You can find me at Chelsea Gold Nutrition on Instagram, um, my website, Facebook, mm -hmm. Chelsea Gold, my name. <laughs> and and uh, the, the website's currently under construction, if mm -hmm. I'm understanding correctly. Yes. Okay. So we'll have everybody stay tuned for when that relaunches. Mm -hmm. So what is your main objective with Chelsea Gold Nutrition? Are you trying to... Uh, apply programs to your clients? Are you trying to uh, inspire them to find what diet works for them? What what is what is the main goal for Chelsea Gold Nutrition? Right. So I really want to work with women who are going through an autoimmune disease, gut health issues, or any hormone imbalances, which you see way more often these days, who are just sick and tired of feeling tired all the time, not knowing what to do. Their doctors aren't giving them answers. And I really want to help give them the tools to heal. Well, is that something that you yourself went through? Yeah. So okay. I personally have three autoimmune diseases that I was diagnosed with. I've had eating disorders, I've had anemia, I've had all of these things that I thought my journey would really be able to help other people. Well, that's really great. And I think you're going to find that you, if you haven't helped people already, a lot of people are going to be able to take massive amount of value from where you've came from, what you've done, and definitely where you're going. I hope so. <laughs> that's the goal. <laughs> well, let me ask you, are you looking to specifically just guide women because you're coming from a place of your own experience that you can actually understand what it is they're going through? Mm -hmm. Or is are your programs and your advice open to men too? So I would gladly help a man who is struggling. I'm not going to turn anyone away because I was put on this earth to help people. Um, but I can resonate more with women. My ideal client is mm -hmm. a female. I've worked really hard on really niching down who I want to target because I know I, I can help them. So what are some of the diet trends that you have seen pay off for you? Pay off for me. So it's ever changing. And just as a disclaimer, whatever works for me may not work for someone else. Um, this is just my own personal journey. Um, but I was very morbidly obese throughout high school, and I decided once I went to college, I would try the paleo diet, which mm -hmm. they call the caveman diet. Basically, meat, vegetables, fruit, nuts, seeds, anything you could gather. From the wild right. with, without any kind of modification. Right. Gotcha. So that I did for five years, and I had lost 85 pounds. I was great. Everything was – my hormones were in check. My lab levels were amazing. Um, and that's when I started my food blog and had people asking me. So I decided to go back to school. And through that, I realized I, um, just a little story about me. Go for it. I had all of a sudden gained 70 pounds in less than a year. Um, my joints were hurting me. I was tired all the time. Stress would take a lot out of me. Anytime I did physical activity, I wouldn't recover for like three weeks, which is a really long time for someone who used to weight lift right. and Olympic lift and all that stuff. So I decided, hey, something's wrong. <laughs> I should go to a doctor. And they all kept telling me, no, you're normal. You're fine. You're fine. Gotcha. And then I went to a functional practitioner who was like, your levels, yeah, they may seem fine for Western medicine, but you're at like the tippy top or the very bottom of those levels, which is not 
functional. Mm. <laughs> like you can't function. So your like levels that. were while they were like with. I guess just to make sure I'm understanding. Mm-hmm. So your levels were within the proper scale. Um, the problem was it was too volatile. Mm-hmm. You were either towards the tippy top of the scale or towards the very bottom. So I, essentially, I guess it wasn't stable. Mm-hmm. Like maybe your levels were normal, but they were do they were, I guess, in danger of crossing the line. Yes, but no. So I get what you're okay. saying and, and kind of, but um, with Western medicine, you have such a wide range when it comes to lab levels. Mm-hmm. So like certain hormone levels, insulin levels, all that stuff go from like very little to like really high. So there's a huge range. And if you're within that range, you're considered fine. But mm-hmm. in functional, they really narrow down that range because anything outside of that really narrowed range, you really your body isn't at optimal like you're not working right. <laughs> so there's obviously something going on but for western medicine that's fine we're not going to get you medication you're good but when you look at it more of a holistic level how your body's really functioning your mm-hmm. body can't function with those lab levels something's off gotcha so with that in mind and now that you went to the proper practitioner who told you that mm-hmm. where did you move forward from there so, so with that knowledge where did you go yeah so i um started my own journey in terms of diet, figuring out what I may be sensitive to, what could be causing all this inflammation that's going on. Mm -hmm. Because I really feel that food is connected to everything that I was feeling um, in terms of the weight gain, the feeling tired, my muscles hurting, joints, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Diet is a huge integral part of that. So if I'm eating foods that my body doesn't like or I'm sensitive to, I'm going to become inflamed or get sick. Um, So I started taking the correct supplements I needed. I started an elimination diet um, so I can really see specifically what's bothering me. We were talking about this before, but I just found out eggs don't work well with me, which sucks because eggs are in everything. But at least I know that's one thing I can not have and not feel so sick that I'm out for a whole day. So do you find that because just I guess to shine a little light in the conversation we had before, you were looking to reintroduce eggs into your diet Mm -hmm. and then the day after you did that, it was like your normal routine or the way your body normally functioned kind of started to shut down. You said you felt very depressed the next day, Mm -hmm. that you were unmotivated, which isn't normal for you. Like you said, you're the kind of person who gets up early in the morning, has their routine, go, go, go. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So do you find that when people commit themselves to a diet that they start to become more sensitive to the things they shouldn't be having? Because like you've been eating eggs your whole whole life, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then you committed yourself to this diet. And then when you went back to eggs, it smacked you. So do you right. think people become more sensitive to the foods they shouldn't be eating when they stop eating them? No. Okay. Um, I think that... Maybe you always felt that way after eating eggs? You just never noticed right. it? Right. Because when gotcha. I ate eggs my whole life, I would always eat other things with those eggs. Right. Also, feeling sick was such a norm for me throughout my childhood until now that like I just assumed everyone had those problems. Fair. Everyone needed to go to the bathroom. <laughs> everyone got sick after all of this. You know, I, I didn't acknowledge it for a really long time until now. So I'm now realizing how much, because I didn't really have a problem before. Like it didn't affect me. I went paleo. Everything was fine. Little did I know I probably put everything into remission. Mm-hmm. And then now with stress and not having the convenience of cooking all my meals and school and all that stuff, my, my, whole metabolism got out of whack and and just my hormones are off your adrenals get fatigued like there's just so much that even stress or anything plus diet are such an integral part of healing Mm -hmm. that like i'm now slowly learning that that those two huge factors affect me more than anything else so with that specific food i don't think your sensitivity increases when you take it out Mm -hmm. but now i know specifically eggs and i don't get along there you go (laughs) and you can move forward from that Mm -hmm. so do you find because we've all heard the phrase you are what you eat and i feel like we've always applied that to our bodies you know if you eat you eat well your body looks well Mm -hmm. I think what we're starting to discover, and maybe this is something you were kind of pushing on when you were talking before, but that we are what we eat in our mental health too, not just our physical health. Mm-hmm. It's like to, to eat well for yourself is to do well for your for your mind. Right. You know, if you're eating junk all day, you know, your gut's going to send all those sugars and, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know, I don't know anything. Besi- <laughs> I don't know the science behind it, but you know, none of us, none of us feel good after drinking a bunch of alcohol. None mm-hmm. of us feel good after eating 600 calories of candy. Right. And I think it's more than just how you physically feel. It's going to trend, move itself into how you mentally feel mm-hmm. as well. 
your body has specific processes that it has to go through to break down everything that you're giving it. Mm -hmm. So if you're giving it crap, it will probably take a lot longer to break it down. So therefore, it's sitting there and you're not feeling well. It's Mm -hmm. just that's just is what it is. In terms of the gut, the gut has a huge connection to every single thing your body does. Well, it's like we were talking about before. There are more things in your gut connected to your brain than any other organ. Oh, yeah. Like we are just skimming the surface in terms of science of what we're finding the gut is capable of. But gut health, I would say, is the number one thing. If you're not feeling right and something's off, get your gut in check. Well, what what could somebody do to get their gut in check or get their gut checked? Like who could they go to? So you would probably be a lot you could either go to a gastroenterologist, depending on their beliefs or their trainings, they may not really go where you're looking, but right. it's possible. Um, also, a functional practitioner. They could be a nurse practitioner, functional MD, holistic, as long as they have the, the doctor or nurse credential. Mm-hmm. Um, you could get stool tests. You could get um, – there's a bunch of different tests that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of foods that help your gut um, – Anything that's fermented, so um, kimchi, sauerkraut, probiotics, yogurts without those added sugars in them. Mm-hmm. Um, probiotics are huge. So they come in pill form. They come in liquid form. They're in everything now. <laughs> I was going to say, aren't there natural probiotics in yogurt? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. lactobacillus, which is like a strain, is mm-hmm. a very common one you'll see. So if you're looking on the ingredients, you're like, what is that? That is a good thing for you. There are other ones like colostridium. They're really hard to pronounce. Yeah. But they're all strains of bacteria that your gut really feeds on. So your gut uses prebiotics and probiotics. The prebiotics are what feeds the probiotics. So you so need both. Work? So in your gut... I don't know the exact science off of it, but you have your prebiotics, Mm -hmm. right? And then those are like the good bacteria that your probiotics want to eat Mm -hmm. to get everything, your microbiome working well. So the better balance you have of those, the the more your gut will be healthy. Gotcha. Okay. And I want to touch back on something you mentioned earlier when you were talking about how different diets work for different people. Seeing as you're becoming well-knowledge and working with people who have autoimmune disorders, mm-hmm. um, do you find the, that similar diets work for the same autoimmune disorder? Like, or is it really just different for everybody? It's like if you and I had the same autoimmune disorder, mm-hmm. would you say that the same diet would work well for both of us? Or do we really need to find an individual diet for both you and I? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm team individualized, but okay. there are definitely nutrients it's probably that, like templates you can build off of or something, right? Yeah, but I think that there's more like if you had a thyroid problem, there are definitely things that the thyroid likes or doesn't like. If you had IBS, there are definitely things that you would take out that right. you would, you know what I mean? But in terms of everyone. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty, like, oh, eggs. Exactly. Perfect example. You may have exactly what I have, but you're you can handle eggs. I can't. It just... It is, it's very individualized that way, but in terms of like how you approach diets in general i would do the same thing so like i would go over what the person likes to eat i would go over what they have and like like the thyroid for example dairy is a big thing that the thyroid just doesn't get along with so mm-hmm. i would say okay does let's... that have anything to do with the fact because i know the thyroid is in your throat right or yeah it's right like in does that have anything it. to do with the fact that dairy clogs your vocal cords because i know me like when it came to singing mm-hmm. we weren't supposed to have any dairy before you were going to sing mm. like if you were going to sing on saturday you didn't have any dairy on saturday because dairy clogged the vocal cords so I'm, i don't know if maybe that has something to do with i've it. never yeah. heard of like, it's possible i yeah. wouldn't like the term clogging i don't think it's true i think it's more like i don't know if you've heard like when you're sick or you have cough or phlegm you don't have dairy because it like supposed to make phlegm which yeah. is now debunked mm-hmm. um that's not true like dairy doesn't do that okay. um but that's where i think that that's going to but i don't know i've never heard that but, wor- might be worth looking into yeah because that's interesting especially for that population of people like that well, would be good a, to know yeah, there's a lot of people i mean i've met a lot of people who have a thyroid uh, problem. Mm-hmm. So, uh, do you find that's one of the more common autoimmune disorders, or what's the most common? Hashimoto's. Auto- Hashimoto's um, is the okay. most common in America. So, basically, what Hashimoto's is is your thyroid thinks <laughs> it's a foreign object and it's attacking. It's building antibodies to attack itself. So that's going to cause your thyroid levels to drop, mm-hmm. which you need your thyroid hormones to yeah. function they they really are well, the does, signals what do the th- do you, uh, it, it's all right with me asking what 
do the thyroid hormones do? Like, why do we need it to function? Right. So weight, they have a huge integral part in weight, insulin levels. Um, they're really a part of every, most hormone functionality okay. um, systems because they'll either like initiate the the <laughs> like they'll initiate their that hormone will initiate another hormone to secrete to do something else. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Like so, okay. it really there's there's a lot, especially with the thyroid. That it sounds is like important. the thyroid's a, a regulator of sorts. Exactly. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I could see so, why that might be important. Yeah, and yeah. so a lot of people have Hashimoto's, which that's happening, and they don't have the right doctors are just giving medication out, which is fine. You know, like you do need that synthetic hormone to really thrive right. and function, but you know they're not really going over how diet plays a role which I think is super important. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. What What do you think? You say Hashimoto's is the most common here in America. Do you think there's a reason for that? Yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's unwrap that one a little bit. <laughs> I definitely think um, genetics has a lot to do with it, but also okay. just our um, culture in terms of processed foods, processed mm-hmm. everything, plastic everything. Um, mold is a huge thing. Um, yeast overgrowth, which comes from mold or certain foods or chemicals. There's, there's a lot that we're putting into our bodies and around our bodies that our bodies don't know what to do with. So the functions in our bodies are now getting like basically toxic and they don't function properly, which is sad. Well, (laughs) I mean, yes, it's sad, but it's going to help you get a job. True. (laughs) Hire me. (laughs) Very true. No, but I I think that there's a lot we can do to limit that exposure to all of those things. Um, Well, what are some of the what would what would you suggest? What would you not what would uh, how would I put this? What would medical practitioner official nutritionist Chelsea Gold recommend? Um, and so did I, did I do that OK? Yeah, well, okay. it's dietitian, <laughs> not nutritionist. Anyone oh, can be me. a nutritionist. Um, Fair enough. Uh, see, now that's but, important. Yeah, so that's, that's an interesting fact. But um, so there are a lot of things you could do around you in terms of limiting those toxins that are, are hormone disruptors, which right. um, things like looking out what's in your shampoo, your conditioner, your deodorant, your perfume, the foods you eat, what kind of chemicals are they surrounded by? Do they have pesticides? Do you have mold where you're living? That is a big, big thing. A lot of people don't realize they have mold in their home mm-hmm. and you're inhaling that. Yep. And that is a huge hormone disruptor. People get so sick. Well, where, is, where are some of the more common places where mold might be hiding? Um, your ceiling, your bathroom, if not done properly, where air conditioners are. So if they're mm-hmm. leaking, anywhere that can get like pretty moist and wet i hate that word i can't believe i just said it i (laughs) I hate that (laughs) word but um anywhere where there's water water has access to and can grow that mold Mm -hmm. is a big trigger so but it also depends on how old your house was like that's what trips me out about so many of these things Uh, there's just so many variables in play it's hard to keep up with all Mm -hmm. of them you know, it's really hard. It's almost like some of these things, whether it be like Hashimoto's or anything else, might in some cases be inevitable for a giant chunk of the population because h- how many people are checking for mold in the apartments they live in? Yeah. I mean, you I know? don't know if there's a direct correlation between mold and Hashimoto's, but there are ways to live a less less toxic lifestyle to right. limit the hormone disruptors that you could be inhaling, which could affect Hashimoto's, but there's no like I don't concrete think that, link between Hashimoto's and mold. I don't think that there is, but yeah. I know like in terms of living a non-toxic lifestyle, <clears throat> that's really a good place. It's expensive to get it checked out, mm-hmm. and there's tests and stuff, but it's kind of scary. Like we, I don't want to live with mold. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I guess it's good to have the knowledge you have because now whenever you look to live somewhere you're mm-hmm. gonna you're gonna make sure there's none of that lying around definitely which is a good thing because you don't like a lot of people get sick oh yeah so what would you say to somebody who doesn't know they uh, uh, how many people do you think are out there that are living that don't know they have an autoimmune disorder oh a lot there's a lot of statistics on that like 
more than half more than don't half know the popu- they even have anything. More than half the population or more than half the people infected with autoimmune? More than half the people infected with autoimmune. Okay. I was really scared that 170 million Americans <laughs> Can you imagine? had autoimmune it's possible. disorders. Well, no, I feel like we're getting there with like, I, 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 I'm going to completely botch what I heard. <laughs> but it's along the lines of diabetes that like half the population is already like pre-diabetic, mm-hmm. which doesn't mean they have diabetes. It just means they now are in danger of developing diabetes. Right. So they're a lot closer to it than the average, which is true, um, especially with the obesity epidemic mm-hmm. um, and the food that us as Americans consume and just the marketing. Diabetes is a huge, huge issue and pre-diabetes, I mean, mm-hmm. obesity, insulin. And we're mostly talking about type 2 diabetes, mm-hmm. right? The one that so, you develop yourself right. through poor habits. Right. So type 1 you are born with. You're genetic, yep. Right. Um, type 2 you develop through a lot. Multi- you can develop it through multiple different mm-hmm. things. But um, what's nice with type 2 diabetes is that diet can definitely reverse that and That's really good. help. And you don't need to be on insulin. And um, depends where you are in mm-hmm. terms of your diagnosis. But there are ways to reverse it, which is good. Well, I think the it's an important topic to talk about, and I don't want to make it political in any in any mm-hmm. regards. But for someone who has type two diabetes, it costs millions upon millions of dollars to medicate that person over a lifetime. Yeah, pro- if they need medication, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, definitely. If they don't want to make the lifestyle changes, yeah. 100%. Well, that's what I'm saying is if if we live in a world where we allow half of our population <laughs> to have type two diabetes, the entire medical industry is going to be overhauled. Yeah, yes. I mean, it's very, very expensive, and especially medication these days. A lot of these, like, privately owned labels are mm-hmm. making it really hard to be able to afford the things that people need to survive, which is Well, it's like, well, who's that pharma bro guy? Oh, was it Martin? I think his first name was Martin. Do you know who I'm talking about? No. He, uh, <laughs> okay, you know what? Then fuck it. We'll Not just, at all. We'll just, <laughs> we'll just jump right the over only that one, one. The only example I know of that is the EpiPen. That's who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, a the, farmer? The, no, no, not farmer. Pharma bro. Oh, like, yeah. Like Big Pharma? Like Big Pharma, I thought you meant yeah. the Farmer no, Bro. No, and I'm no, like, no, no. No, I don't know who that Not is. the Farmer Bro. Pharma Bro. <laughs> yes. They, yeah, he took the EpiPen and he, like, jumped the price. They made it, like, like $800 for yeah. one. When it and used like, to cost, what, like 40 Yeah. Something like, like that. Like, less than 100 yeah. I think. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't carry We don't know the hard one. number, but, But yeah. um, they, they increased it to, like, over 250%. And I remember I watched the court like the the hearing yes thank okay. you and um the the what's it called the judge was like what did you do to deserve a 500 percent increase and the lady was like nothing <laughs> <laughs> and the judge was like mm-hmm, okay you need to do something about this because you can't afford like i'm sorry when people have allergies where they're going to go into anaphylactic shock so they're gonna their airways are going to close they're going to die mm-hmm. they don't have an epipen right then and there and the ambulance isn't coming to to administer that medication that they need to stop their airways from closing. Mm-hmm. They are going to die. People need EpiPens. Well, it's not only that. I mean, if you're if you're charging eight hundred dollars for EpiPen, you have to keep in mind. I think they did a study that, like twenty five to thirty percent or more of the American population can't handle an emergency of like fifteen hundred dollars or more. Yeah, they you can't know? afford it. And so, God forbid that person who can't handle that emergency needs an EpiPen or two. They're yeah. fucked. Yeah, you know? or they didn't get the EpiPen and they have to now pay the hospital bills. Yeah. Which is a huge problem. And that's 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 considering whether or not they have health insurance. Because mm-hmm. if that person doesn't have health insurance, they're boned. Or they're Done just for. dead on the floor. Send <laughs> <laughs> them for boned, I suppose. Not funny, but it's 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 sad. But well, now, if we luckily... If we don't laugh, we cry. So. Yeah, but now, luckily, I'm pretty sure it's under control. I actually think they, that he might get locked up or they locked him up. I don't like that. That was ridiculous because, you know, my mom has like an anaphylactic allergy where she carries an EpiPen Mm -hmm. and we are a very lucky family, but like we couldn't even afford that. Like that's ridiculous. And you need a new one every like few years. Like that's ridiculous. It's not fair. And that's that's very telling because we live in Nassau County, which is one of the richest counties in the entire country, Mm -hmm. if not the world. (laughs) And you're telling me that a well-off family can't afford the I mean, we could, but like we would have had to like... But it puts a dent. It, that's, right. That's, I mean, two EpiPens is a mortgage payment. Yeah. It's like, just not cool. That's balanced. It really was. It, I, I think uh, as a medical professional, that was a huge issue. And I'm glad that that is solved. And like other people, including the judges, saw that like that wasn't okay. Well, there was, like you said, there was no, there was no logic or reason to increase the price by 
500% or 250%, whatever it was. It's not like the EpiPen became 250% better. Right. It's the same damn it's EpiPen. It's the same thing that they put in the EpiPen. But what I don't understand is like, there are so many people with allergies. You're making a, I'm sorry, but they're making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Like they don't, what, what do they need with another couple million more? Right. Like they're fine. <laughs> Uh, well, that's the thing, though, is people like that who have all the money in the world. It's like there's it, nothing. It's never enough. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it becomes a game at that point. But now I want to move on to something else. Okay. I want to bring up some diet trends to you. And okay. I want you to tell me what you think of these diet trends. Okay. Don't hold back. If you want to plead the fifth, we can plead the fifth. <laughs> I know there are some sensitive people out there, but mm-hmm. let's uh, let's get started. Let's start with the most popular one. Everybody's favorite. What do you think of those vegans out there? I think veganism is great. I there I actually just read a study mm-hmm. on um, plant-based diet and um, just health in America mm-hmm. and um, it really seems that a plant-based diet is ideal. Now, now is that plant-based meaning no meat at all or majority plant little bit of meat? No, what do no, you mean by ideal? No meat. No like meat. Veganism. You think veganism now, is the ideal diet? Science does. Science does. I I can understand. I can respect that. I know that fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds do wonders for your body. And I think that that's awesome. I personally, I like eating meat. I like eating Fair, chicken. Okay. I like eating seafood. So I, that for me doesn't fit in with my lifestyle. But in terms of science, I can I can see that. I, I definitely know what other food gives you that many benefits, vitamins, nutrients in one serving? Uh, couldn't tell you. None. Definitely, That's the definitely thing. not ground beef. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as much as you and I might love ground beef. Mm-hmm. So on the opposite end, this is a, a, I guess, a new developing trend. What do you think of the carnivore diet? The people out there eating nothing but meat, beef, salt, and water. That's it. Yeah, um, I think that that's sad for them because they probably don't go to the bathroom that easily um <laughs> but no i i i don't know enough science-based evidence on that well but i know a lot of the people who are doing the carnivore diet it's not like the vegan diet where it's like oh it's ideal for us to all just do this a lot of people doing that diet are actually have autoimmune disorders hmm. and they find that a carnivore diet actually helps them doesn't help everybody interesting doesn't help everybody yeah because you know it's like the same as different heads different meds right you know i just feel like Eating a diet that's solely protein-based is just, you're not going to benefit in the long run. Well, I think the way I've had it explained to me, and I'm definitely going to disqualify myself and tell you I don't know shit (laughs) about how this works, but the way I've had it sort of explained to me was like, because you're only eating like beef, salt, and water, or meat, salt, and water, that your body doesn't necessarily need those those other vitamins and nutrients anymore, because again... I don't know. No, right, I'm right. I'm the wrong no. person and to explain I this. I haven't but... researched this diet yeah. at all, so I, I honestly I really just don't that's... know much about it. Yeah. But but <laughs> <laughs> it depends where you get your meat from. A. Definitely. Depends what Can't the meat having... was fed. Can't be A. having Walmart meat. Sorry, yeah. Well, it depends. They <laughs> they have grass-fed meat, you know, like, but. It... I'm just in the world where if Walmart tells me it's grass-fed, I don't believe them. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just fucking. That would be illegal of them, but how are you gonna investigate that? Well, Bring us the cow you slaughtered. I want to know please. its diet. No, no. I mean, I see what you're saying, but I, I feel like where your meat comes from is very important. Just as a pre, like I get my where meat. your meat come from is and what it was fed is just the most important thing. If you do consume meat, I get my grass fed meat from Trader Joe's. Do I get the Chelsea Gold stamp of approval? Yes, because that's why. Boom. <laughs> I love their, they comes like frozen, ready to go. How often do you shop at Trader Joe's? Like three times a I week. I fucking love that place <laughs> so much. It's busy though. That's the problem. Well, you got to know when to go. I know. Early, Either... Honestly, early Saturday mornings, the one by me. Monday nobody, afternoons. Nobody. I'm telling you, all the moms go to their yoga classes between 11 and 1. <laughs> That's the time to go. Although lunchtime is then. So really 11 to like 1130 is prime time because everyone's just arriving at that time. You know, I've gone straight after work and it's pretty empty. Maybe the one near you. Maybe the, the one near me is not me doing so hot. Yeah. Is, is like right by Roosevelt Field Mall and it's like insane. Well, let me ask you, how do you feel about the fact that all of our food is about to come from Amazon? 
Let's be honest. It's a, it's gonna happen. They bought Whole Foods. I know. We don't have to go to the store anymore. They'll drop it on our fucking porch. How do you feel about that? All our food's gonna come from one company. So, <laughs> I'm mixed. I definitely like a variety, but I am a huge advocate for Amazon. Like I <laughs> love Amazon Prime. I've been a member for like six years now. Like oh, literally some of the, the best money I ever spent. Like. I don't, I think I'm pretty, I don't know if I spend money on it, honestly. I'm pretty sure I signed up with a free account because I was one of like the first people. So you just don't get charged? I don't know. We're not going to put it on. I've never Wait, actually don't, don't looked. Say, don't, don't say it on the air. They'll right. investigate you. But it's definitely possible. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it's, it's. Um, I love Amazon. I'm all about it. I buy everything from my toothbrush to my to my shoes on there. Oh, damn. But um, I'm also just a little lazy sometimes. It's not, it's, not even, it's not even lazy, It's but it's like, you know, if I could save the one hour, it's like one hour is a lot of time. One hour is a lot of time. You can mm-hmm. get a lot done mm-hmm. in an hour if you can if you can stay focused. It's like if, if Amazon wants to save me the one hour trip to the grocery store so I could refunnel it into something like this podcast right. or mixing stuff or right. playing guitar, it's like, yeah, okay, Amazon, you can bring the apples to my doorstep. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm iffy. So like, yeah, I'm all for that when I need something delivered and I don't have time to go get it, bring it to my door. Mm-hmm. But honestly, my dad and I, like our favorite thing to do together is go to different food stores and just walk around and like buy random crap. So like, <laughs> I love walking around Whole Foods. I love walking around Trader Joe's when they're not busy because when they're busy, it's like anxiety filled. Well, because it's a small place. But it's fun. I don't know. That was, no, that's I, just no, like a... I have fun. Some, I, I have fun sometimes when I go food shopping because like usually when I'm going food shopping, I'm also picking while I'm picking what I'm eating throughout the next couple weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm also picking what I'm eating that night. Yeah. So it's like I'm creating my it's like, you know, you go to those places, create your own salad, mm-hmm. create your own burger. It's like, well, you're in a grocery store. Create yeah. your own goddamn dinner. I think it depends on the circumstances of what's going on in your life at that moment. <laughs> Well, yeah, never go to the store hungry. Never go to the store if you have to go to the bathroom. Never go to the store if you just had a panic attack. Never go to the store if you're having crazy anxiety. Never go to the store. Moral of the story. Amazon. (laughs) No. Having anxiety? Use Amazon Prime. You don't got to go out and see people. I literally, I'm... I'm You're on the prime wave. I'm bad at I'm I order everything. On Amazon? That's not, that's not I bad, don't do though. food shopping. Like I do like going food shopping. I still but go I order food like food items online. Like food items like Like chia seeds, cashews. Gosh, like, nuts um, like I won't get like, like fresh that. produce from Amazon, but like I'll buy things. That's gonna be a wonder if whether or not the fresh produce from Amazon's any good. I've tried like Instacart. When I yeah. was like, oh, I'm recipe developing. I really do it. Like, it's either cook something or go food shopping, and they'll just deliver it. Have, you ever, done, have you ever done the Fruit of the Month Club? No. Fruit of the Month? Fruit of the Month Club. Do I don't know. Do they have a Sausage of the Month Club? What? <laughs> My, our friend got that for her boyfriend I one year. I eat, like, year. three different types of... So- yeah. Oh, that's going to sound so dirty, but I eat three different types of... <laughs> so- I eat, like, three different types of sausages a week. I love... Yeah, no. Uh, I love sausage. Go ahead and meme You're it. You're a sausage go, lover. <laughs> go ahead and meme it. Go ahead and meme no, it. No, it's it's. They, I feel like they have month of the club for everything. But well, I don't know if you remember because this was back in high school. But J. Rob signed up Pat for the fruit of the month no club. No way. As a su- oh, yeah, yeah, as a surprise. As a surprise. As a surprise. <laughs> hey, Pat, I signed you up for the fruit of the month club. Doesn't that cost money? It was like hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> it was like it wasn't a cheap gift. Like, oh man. So the fruit was good. Of course the fruit it was is. Really good. Why wouldn't it be? I don't know. You don't know where it comes from. It's not because it's like you know they could send you any fruit from anywhere. Yeah, but like wash it and eat it. Yeah. Do you wash your meat? No. You don't wash your meat. Bacteria. You're not supposed to wash your meat. I always wash my Mm-mm. meat. Mm-mm. Are you sure? Because now you're getting like all of that bacteria inside your sink. So clean your sink. Who actually takes the time to clean their sink? Someone who doesn't have a dishwasher. So do you clean your sink every time you cook meat? I do not clean my sink after every time I eat meat. And how do you clean your sink? Because not everything kills the things that meat has. So let me, and this could be a dumb question, so feel free to slam me with it. Okay. If I clean my meat in the sink, again, this is... But why do you need to wash your meat? Because isn't there just shit on it, just like there's shit on an apple? No, there's no pesticides on meat. I don't know. I've just always been told you're supposed to wash your meat. So that's a very old Maybe, school yeah. thing to do because they did. That's what they thought they needed to do to clean it off. Mm-hmm. But um, what I learned in school, and again, this could be wrong. I learned it from one teacher. That doesn't mean it's right. That This may just be her beliefs. <laughs> Who knows? Um, 
is that you don't wash it because the bacteria gets all over your sink, first of all, and which can give you food poison. Like, it can really mess you up. It can fuck with you. Um, or it's something where you're washing the, like, really good parts that brown of the meat off that makes me good. Well, well let me ask you. Maybe I, maybe I misfollowed you. So you said you shouldn't wash your meat in the sink because the bacteria will stick to the sink. Right. So it's like, I mean, it, well, goes in, it goes into the water, which goes into the sink. And I think I already know the answer to this question, but it's like, well, then if I don't wash it, aren't I eating that bacteria? Or does no, that bacteria no. die when it's cooked? So salmonella <laughs> yeah. So is raw chicken, right? Correct. So you're now taking raw chicken. You're putting the salmonella in the in sink. In the sink. But, if but you then just... you're cooking it, which it gets destroyed by heat. So is all the bacteria that clings to meat that's unhealthy will die just upon cooking it? Um, I don't know if all of them, because some okay. bacteria are good and some bacteria are bad. Um, but in terms of like foodborne illnesses, usually, well, with red meat, you can have it raw. Yeah. Um, depends how it's processed and taken care of. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like chicken, cooking it will definitely kill we'll that. Take care of it. Usually. Now, obviously, there are times where you don't, but, you know, uh, normally, yes. Okay. You know what's crazy? I'm such a stubborn asshole. I'm probably still going to wash my meat. Go for it. And I'm just going to wait till I find like five YouTube videos that tell me I'm an idiot before I believe you. Go for it. That's fine. You don't have to believe me. I'm not not eating from here. Fair enough. (laughs) But now I'm going to watch you anytime you go near my sink. You're just going to be like peeking at it like. I won't touch your sink now. (laughs) (laughs) That's some red meat sink right there. Gross. So let me ask you. There seems to be, at least among like modern talks when it comes to diet and nutrition, people seem to be under the belief that red meat under no circumstances can be healthy for you. Mm. Are you from that camp of thought or do you believe like a balanced meal with red meat can be healthy? Like if I had some, you know, just a steak with asparagus, broccoli and steamed carrots, is that a right. balanced, healthy meal or is no matter what, is that red meal going to be a detriment, red meal, that red <laughs> meat going to be a detriment to my health? Um. Like I said before, it matters where your meat come from, comes from. Trader Joe's steak. Right. But like, I don't know anything about it. I just, okay. just where your meat comes from is important. What it's fed is very important. In terms of like red meat being unhealthy for you, I don't know. Okay. Because That's fair. one, honestly, my opinion changes on it. So I don't need to eat red meat. I'm okay. I, I'll eat it. If mm-hmm. like we're going to a burger place, I'm going to get a burger. If I'm going to a steak place, I'm probably going to get a steak. But I don't need to eat red meat. I'm okay with other forms of protein. However, I also like the taste. But like I don't know. There's a lot of studies about carcinogens in mm. red meat. And I think it really depends on where your meat is coming from, how you're preparing it. So like direct heat. For instance, like the grill is probably not the best because of the carcinogens and the smoke. What about stovetop? Um, yeah, it depends on the kind of pan you have and the type of heat. So, like, are you electric? Are you f- like gas? Mm-hmm. I guess that's what it's called, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. No, gas, gas stove, gas stove. <laughs> so bad with that. But um, I really don't know. I, I I'm very in the middle. No, that's fair. No, I want to give you credit for just knowing the words. I don't know because I think it's a trap a lot of people fall into. Where they're just gonna give, feed me their opinion and tell me it's fact, mm. but I appreciate you telling me you don't know. No, unless I know something, I'll probably say I'm not 100. Or you know, it, it's different for well, everyone. Well, I've seen it. No, I've seen it. I've seen it just on this podcast alone. There are things that like you know that you've just thrown in my face, mm-hmm. and there are things where you're like, well, I don't know the science on this. Right. But <laughs> this is this is the way. It's the best of my understanding. Uh-huh. So I'll give you credit for that. Thanks. Good for you. So what else you got going on? What's going on? You just, um, you just graduated. You just finished that whole... I'm, like, finished. Yeah, that's what I'm so, saying. So what's up? The day I actually finished was Thursday. We had a huge random snowstorm where, like, it ch- turned off the whole Shut it state. Down. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's like nobody knew that no was No one coming. knew. But um, I was so bored because I had nothing to do. Like, I've never not had... I've been in school straight since, like, elementary school t- till now with yeah. my master's and two undergraduate degrees, high school, you know. Yeah. I've never not had something to like study for or homework to do. Congratulations! Or... Thank you. No, I'm like honestly, it's it's like weird for me, but I really like it. Well, yeah, no, it's the it's the other side of the gate. It's like it's like you know when you play like when you first start playing a video game, there's like that tutorial mm-hmm. that like teaches you the game. It's like hey, these are what these buttons yeah. do. These are your objectives. It's like well, you just finished that portion finished of your life. It. You just like finished it. Now twenty you're... years later, I now you're in the it. game. 
Yeah, so that's the other nerve-wracking part. I would love to obviously, you know, work one-on-one with people and I'd love to have clients and just like really, really help people um, if they'll let me. <laughs> I'm sure they will. I'm sure no, they will. You know, I do have some clients where, you know, it's really working and it's just such a great community and place to have. You know, I have a private Facebook group with a bunch of women who are going through the same thing, who just talk and give advice. And like mm-hmm. we we go over topics weekly. And like, for instance, this week, I mean, this doesn't interest you, which is another reason why I say I want to help women is we're going over menstruation, hormones, um, the pill, a new thing that's called seed cycling, which isn't really new, but mm-hmm. it's like coming alive again. I keep hitting this. It's okay. Um, so like, it's just like topics that kind of fire me up that mm-hmm. I know will fire them up and help them. Um, but yeah, so running my own company, blogging, food development, recipe development, YouTube videos, podcasting. Oh, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you. Stuff. It sounds like you already had the infrastructure to get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. It seems like you were prepared for this day. When, yeah, when schooling was done. Definitely. Well, having that food blog all throughout my undergrad really like definitely helps, helps. gear yeah. me up for what I want to do with my life. It's now just changing in a way where I I provide a service with mm-hmm. expertise where I can help a specific population, right. which is like. Which is definitely not what I was doing before, but I at least now have the infrastructure on how to like run a website, how to blog, how to mm-hmm. run that part of it, which is cool. That is pretty cool. I mean, it's funny because it's like today, it's like no matter what you want to be, whether you want to be a dietitian or whether you want to run a podcast or whether you want to be a yoga instructor, mm-hmm. it's like everyone needs to learn some marketing now. Yeah. Everyone. Oh, yeah. Every, it didn't used to be like that. Or maybe it did. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But at least I can say like right now today, like if you're trying to do anything, you need to have some understanding of marketing. A hundred percent. And luckily, I mean, we have tools now like social media, which make that easier than it's ever been. Yes and no. Yes and no. Especially with. So I think social media within the past maybe like three years ago was Mm -hmm. so much easier to gain attraction than it is now. And using those things as marketing tools without paying is has become a real struggle for a lot of different people so i'm the kind of person where like i i'm not gonna pay to promote like i'm just not mm-hmm. I, I don't think that that's right um i'm all for sponsorships but um <laughs> but um i'm you know and obviously a disclaimer but i'm not about to pay just so like two thousand more people see my post and it's not guaranteed to get me that you get a follows client. or there's any returns. Yeah. Right. Like you're not guaranteed. They could for be that. showing it to bots for all we know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it's just um, so I think marketing with social media is great. But if you're just getting started now, I can imagine it being a little more difficult. Well, I'd have to agree with you because it's at least in my own experience, it's nowhere near easy as it used to be to gain attraction on social media as it used to be. Oh, and I yeah. think what that came from is maybe there's some assholes like me that developed algorithms on how to cheat Instagram. Ooh, yeah. That now that they're <laughs> making it more difficult, so assholes like me can't use their programming knowledge to automate. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's completely profiles. done. I know. I know. Like you can't use I know. them anymore. You're telling me Which, it's the way I used to make money. Right, and it's it's like. <laughs> Because you did that. I'm sorry. (laughs) I think it's really shitty. Like, I'm all for... I tried one. Like, I'm not going to lie. I had... I paid. I I got followers. They liked things. I got comments. Yeah, they were engaged. You were getting engaged followers. It was good. But then I started getting shadow banned. My pictures Mm -hmm. weren't showing up on hashtags. I literally stayed at a stagnant 4,000 followers for three years. Like, wouldn't go up, wouldn't go down. So, like, I, yeah, I'm kicking myself three years ago. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But now what's nice is there are, I am finding and through courses and um, really shadowing other professionals who, like, market themselves really well in the dietetics field. um, I try to say sphere and field at the same time just now. (laughs) So I don't know what came up. But um, really niching down is like the key. Well, it's like this is something I say to people all the time. Like, it's better that you get 10 real followers mm-hmm. than a 1,000 people that don't give a fuck. Right. It's like, uh, it doesn't yeah. matter whether or not you have 2,000 or 200,000. What matters is how many of those people are actually engaging with what you're doing. Yeah, and how many of those people will in- inevitably pay you to, for your services of what yep. you're promoting. Because, like, you can have thousands and millions of followers that doesn't mean you're making money off of it it really doesn't doesn't mean that they're customers either no and you want you want that 
that cust- like you want your followers to turn into customers. That's the goal. Well, let me ask you then. On Instagram today, in the 2018 Instagram, what would you suggest people do to further their profiles? Now that, you know, shadow banning is a thing. Mm-hmm. Now that those algorithms are no longer available to us. Mm-hmm. What's the move now? I think there are two things you could do. First thing is really get your bio, like, perfect. Like, I don't care where you're from, okay? Like, I don't, unless your business is solely placed in that one state or mm-hmm. location, you should not, like, that's just a waste of space. You only have X amount. You need to tell me exactly what you do in that bio. Mm-hmm. And you only have X amount of characters to do So it. how would you feel, and I guess maybe both work, but compared to the people who do their bios where they give you a text blurb of what they do, mm-hmm. or the people who give you like the one words of what they are, like blogger, and there's like a picture of a blog, yeah. podcaster, picture of a microphone. Yeah. That, like, which, which, do you, which do you think is better? Those short and sweet to the points, one word with a tiny emoji, mm-hmm. or people who are giving you that small paragraph and letting you know what they are? Right. Or maybe both work. I don't know. I'm so just... I think it depends on what you're doing, okay. and I also think it dep- it's preference to people. Mm-hmm. I personally like looking and having it bolded. That just like is a- yep. appealing to me, but other people like the sentences and the paragraphs, but like, I'm not going to sit there and read your paragraph. So it needs to be broken down for me. I don't care if it's one word, but like, Mm -hmm. I want bullet points. Like my first thing, my first sent, I do have a sentence, but it's everything that I talk about. So like autoimmune diseases, hormone health, gut, gut, gut hormone health, gut gut health, all that stuff is like my first sentence. Then I go down and I have my website. I have a start here, which links to all my links. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I have, um, you know, and that's really it. It's very like X, Y, Z. That's it. The next thing I think that's super important is niching down. You will not sell anything to everyone if you try to appeal to everyone. You won't. You need to really have that niche of sp- very specific person, whoever your ideal client is. How? What do they need? Well, it's like we were saying. Stop trying to appeal to the 20,000 people out there and mm-hmm. find the 20 people that you can really help or yeah. service. But like what's their ailment? Why do they need you? Well, what are some – what would you recommend to somebody trying to find those people in the sea of social media? Where do you find that niche? Are you just diving into hashtags? Mm-hmm. Are you are – you, jumping onto subreddits like how are we how what would you recommend to people to find that niche right so i think there's different ways for me i do do it two ways um i do dive into hashtags but i'm not Mm -hmm. diving into hashtags that have like thousands of i'm like maybe 200 Mm -hmm. or less pictures on there and i'm going through and i'm commenting on every picture i'm sending each person a message and not just a message a video message of myself saying hey megan loved what you put on there i'm chelsea i see that we have a lot in common you know what i mean i'm i'm letting them see my face i'm getting very personal you're sliding into the dms (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) um that's like the first the one tactic that i do the other thing that i've been doing is i see who's um, connecting on my own content. Mm-hmm. So anyone who comments on mine, I always send them a message um, just saying thank you or does a poll. I love that poll feature because it's yeah, a direct stories. call out yep. to pe- the specific person that I want to hit. So if they say yes on like, oh, I'm feeling really bloated today. Is anyone else bloated? Mm-hmm. Yes. Why are you bloated? What's going on? I'm here to help you. Uh, you know, I would love for you to join my free Facebook group. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? You want to slide into those people's DMs. And a lot of people won't answer you. And they'll probably think this well, is a robot. Fair. Well, that's fair. But I get, I've gotten on the phone with it, quite a few people f- through Instagram through doing, that? doing that to go over like what they're going through, what I do. And, and that's resulted in clients so like you have to if that's your means so like for me that's my means that's where i can find so many people who have this Mm -hmm. um i need to be on social media and i need to slide into their dms to show them like i'm a real person you know i'm i'm here for you it's not a bot or an algorithm right they're responding to them it's you as you are which is why the whole video thing i think is a little strange but what video thing? Maybe I'm lost. I in in direct messages. Oh, you sliding Instagram, into the DMs. You can uh, send a video. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing because it's also a lot easier than typing. <laughs> that's fair, but, unless you're copy and pasting. 
but I don't like doing that. Not like that, that I want work. it to be more personal. You know, like I want to say, oh, your kid in that specific picture is so cute. Yeah. You know, like congrats on being a new mom or or like, oh, you said you have Hashimoto's. I do, too. Sure. What's going on? I feel like that really resonates with people. Well, it's because you're actually connecting with them on a one on one level, which mm-hmm. is kind of what we all want in our content. Right. Like there's uh, just a just a paint. I guess paint a broad image. Um, I was watching a game streamer the other day and you know, I watch him a lot. And mm-hmm. so I donated $5 to him and then he saw, I donated $5 to him and he did this whole, thank you so much. He sent me a message Aww. and all that. It's like, it's funny how it works. It's like, I don't know if I'm being mind fucked or if it's genuine. could be both right. at the same time. <laughs> but I was like, wow, he told me, thank you. That's nice. I want to yeah. follow him more now. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's, you have an interest. Well, it's like, how do you feel about people saying that like now it's a thank you economy? That, yeah. you know, you can, a lot of people out there like the guy I talked about, I like me paying him the $5, he wasn't giving me anything. Mm-hmm. You know, that stream was there for me, whether I paid him $5 True. or not. Yeah. But I was like, hey, I watched this guy so much. Right. Let me throw him a little something. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. you think that's a trend that's growing, that we're becoming more of a thank you economy where people might actually, you might be able to make money by people saying thank you for all that content you put up on YouTube or, you yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that. I think that the more free content you give, people will likely trust you. Yeah. But I also think that the more free content you give will also want the people will want more free content yeah, as opposed yeah, to yeah, paying yeah. for that content. But, um, you know, I have a mentee or a mentor, not a mentee, who has would helped that, me a lot with all this. you the mentee? Yes, I'm the mentee. <laughs> <laughs> who has helped me, like, really navigate sliding into people's DMs and saying the thank yous. And, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't really make money off of Instagram anymore. I used to when I was a food blogger. Right. But, like, now it's more of a platform for me to let people know that I'm targeting this specific person. And if you're that person, please stay here. Mm-hmm. And please message me and interact with me. And if if you're going through this, I got you. Yep. So and you I th- know what they're going through. Right. Too. But yeah. it's free. Like, I, I think the thank you aspect is a big part of social media in general because no one's really paying you to be there and give what you're That's giving. true. That's very true. It's more it's so much. I'm a big fan of voluntary action. I think the more voluntary action we have in a society, the better. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I asked you to come on the podcast. You came on the podcast. Yeah. We did a podcast thing, mm-hmm. you know, Um I'd like to see us move more towards that. And I don't know. Have you heard of Patreon? You know about Patreon? No. Okay. So Patreon is basically, I guess what I call is the cornerstone of the thank you economy. Okay. Um, basically, people like you or I set up a Patreon and people who follow our content, they go to a place like Patreon to give us $5 a month. Like a donation. Like a to donation. Keep the, a recurring the donation. podcast alive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But what you can do is people who choose to donate, say, fix it and post <laughs> people who choose to donate say ten dollars a month you give them something a little extra because mm-hmm. you're right if you're giving out everything for free right it's much harder to monetize but if you're strict a little bit mm-hmm. like give them one special blog post a month mm-hmm. give them an exclusive podcast every month right or let them watch it live while others who don't pay can't watch it live um patreon allows you to do that if you you know offer to pay cool. ten dollars a month fifteen dollars a month there's even some places where there's a guy who uh, he makes hilarious videos online and he was offering for someone to be his executive producer if they gave him enough money. And I said, fuck it. I was exec- I was his executive producer for five months. So it, awesome. it also so like if you're looking to invest into projects or you're looking to invest and even get accredited for projects, Patreon's a good place to find mm. that, which, again, it's like it's all becoming a, it's becoming That's a thank cool. you economy. Yeah, no, it's really interesting. So it's basically a platform where you can release your content Mm -hmm. for people to pay. Yes. Yes. And people are basically paying you to say thank you. Like it's it's right. Donation. Exactly. That's how it's all seen. It's seen as a donation. So it doesn't get taxed. Yeah. You know, Um, (laughs) it's it's really cool. That's big key. I mean, if you want to keep the other 30 percent of your money, um, it's definitely really cool, mm-hmm. but there are some people out there who launch Patreons and like they don't even push content. Yeah. You know, it's like if you're going to do that, it's because you're giving away so much right. free content. But you need to make sure that that content that they're getting for whatever they're paying you it's is worth it. really good. Well, yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. I wouldn't want to donate and then find out all I'm getting is like a one page PDF of like a recipe. Like, yeah. no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I had something like that happen to me. I mean, have you heard of Fiverr? Yeah. Yeah. So I went on Fiverr and I, I, I 
wanted some help creating some sort of social media plan. Mm -hmm. So I paid $10 to have the social media consultation plan. And all that person did was send me a fucking PDF. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not, it's just not um, what we need. It's not what we're looking for. That should be the free content. If you're giving something that's worth money, it should be a course or a video or like, I don't know. Something exclusive. Right. That, that is not out there already Mm -hmm. that I can't go on Google and find. Um, But also that like, really hits that ideal client. I yeah. feel like that ideal client is the key part into no matter what you're talking about, whether it's podcast, nutrition, anything, having that ideal client is probably the first place you should start before you can even get donations. You know what I mean? No, like you need that. 100%. Who are you? Who's listening to this podcast? Who's going to visit my website? Who like who do I want that person to be? You have to ask yourself, who are you servicing? Mm-hmm. You exactly. Know? And then, then all the content comes from that because mm-hmm. I ask questions on social media and the answers I get. That's a blog post. That's, that's a good point. No, that's a uh, might have to steal that. You know, might have to go for it. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, that's all from my mentor. Mm-hmm. But um, he's awesome. His name is Tony Stefan. So if you're a dietitian and you need a mentor, shout out to Tony he's Stephan. awesome. But um, he really taught me how to like really be genuine and like take all the every ounce of feedback or comment or question or anything and like really turn that into like that's what they're looking for. That's yeah, what yep. they want. That's what they need help with. I can help them. Yep. I'm the person who can help you. So hire me. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, like donate to me. So I think that like before even going to that donation, yeah. you need to really you nail need to provide down them with value. Right. And, yep, yep, yep. What you're going to provide them because I'm not giving money to a, I probably give money to support a friend any, no matter what, but like yeah. I'm not giving money to get nothing in return. And nobody <laughs> should. And hopefully less people will. Yeah. But, I think that's going to I think it's going to wrap it up. Okay. Between you and I, we did it. Awesome. Over an hour. We're chilling. Up top. Cool beans. This is Chelsea Gold with Chelsea Gold Nutrition. Chelsea, yeah. please tell the people where they can find you. You could find me on Chelsea Gold Nutrition on all social media, Facebook, Instagram. I'm not on Twitter. Um, but Fuck Twitter. <laughs> That was him, not me. But um, you could also find me at ChelseaGoldNutrition.com. It is under construction. We are rebranding. But don't worry. You will hear about that rebrand soon. And I believe that's it. Just Chelsea Gold Nutrition. All right. Chelsea Gold, thank you for being on the Landy Lodge, episode number six. Can't wait to have you on again. Anytime. Thank you. See you later.